Greetings and salutations, y'all. Chris from Classic Camera Revival here, and we've got a super special episode for you today. Mr. Alex Lux is giving me my own episode for the summer, and I thought, what better way to use and abuse this power than by talking to six of my favorite female film photographers? Are you excited? I know that I am. Maybe that's just the nerves and the coffee talking. Anyways, Mr. Meadows, play that theme music. Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival. Coming to you from the Greater Toronto Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. And we're back. As I had mentioned earlier, we've got quite the lineup for you today. But first and foremost, I just want to say it is both an honor and a privilege to be able to sit down on a Friday night and speak with these lovely ladies today. They're all doing wonderful work on the internet. So I probably predominantly see this on the Instagram, but I know that there's also a presence on YouTube, Facebook, and the Twitters, and among, amongst a bunch of other websites as well. They're all bringing attention to some wonderful things or things that are happening out in the world today, and they're just sharing some really awesome and rad photography. So in the order of my Zoom screen, we have with us today, Ali from Ali's Vintage Camera. Hello. <laughs> we have Jess Hobbs from Jess Hobbs Photography. Hi, thanks for having me. Anytime. Brandy, film diary, <laughs> film diary of a redhead. What's up? Marielle, the girl who shoots film. Hi. Becca from Northern Film Collective. Hey there. And Danielle, a girl with too many cameras. Hey, all. So, ladies, so want to say first and foremost, welcome. And uh, how are y'all doing tonight? Good. Thank you. Good. I see some thumbs up on the Zoom call, which is perfect for an audio podcast. I was going to say, is this charades? Or We're naturals at this. I actually haven't met some of these wonderful ladies myself. So I was like, oh my God, that's who you are. Oh my God, that's who you are. That's awesome. I'm like, so, yeah, I'm putting the faces to all the names right now. It's uh <laughs> As a tradition in the CCR verse, we're going to open up today's conversation with tell us a little bit about yourself. To kind of ease into this a little bit, I guess I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Chris. I am on Instagram as Wootography. I somehow managed to trick Alex into giving me my own episode, and I'm using that to talk to some people that I think are pretty awesome on the Instagrams. So without any pressure, uh, is anybody like to just give the five to 10 second elevator pitch of uh, who you are, what you're doing, what are you shooting? What's in your camera right now? Hi, everyone. Uh, Marielle, aka the girl who shoots film. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, you can also use they. Um, I am from Toronto, originally from the Philippines, and I'm so glad to be here. Yay, thanks, Marielle, for being first. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Usually, Marielle, you and Danielle, I get your Instagram names mixed up all the time when I try to like post stories and try to repost your stuff. It's like, oh, it's uh, the girl who shoots film. No, wait, it's girl with too many cameras. So I apologize for any <laughs> mispostings that I've done in the past. I try to catch them, but sometimes I'm also just very lazy. So I apologize in advance. Chris, that's not just you who does that. When I actually, this is girl with too many cameras talking. And like when I first actually discovered Marielle's page, the girl who shoots film, I had like a solid 20 seconds of just like looking at her and being like, is this me? Did I make another account? I was like, wait, no, these are different names, but they're very close. 
goodness, what are you doing? Because Danielle, didn't you feature Marielle on one of your uh, Women with Film Wednesdays? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, are you featuring yourself? Because you do that every day. But then also when Marielle's Amazeballs um, protest images were coming up and I became a little bit more familiar with her work, then I was like, okay, okay. Yes, two completely different and balls points of view. It's it was yeah okay. I got you now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, my film sister right there. <laughs> okay, well I I guess I will go next. Can I'll continue. Uh, I'm Becca, uh, known as Becca Shoots Film on Instagram. Um, I I guess I'll say how I got into film. I started shooting disposables in like high school, and it sort of just never stopped from there um right now I've been shooting an Olympus OM1 a lot and I think I what film do I currently have in it maybe some Vision 500T mm. I think right now yeah and I also run Northern Film Collective I'm from Toronto yeah <laughs> Toronto yay <laughs> There's a lot of you from Toronto tonight. I'm Montreal over here starting to get a little a little freaked out. <laughs> Please don't hate me. Just when you give us a little, uh, little yeah. intro. I, sorry, I kind of interrupted there, but so I guess I'll, I'll continue with uh, with that. Uh, so I'm Jess. Uh, I go by Jess Hobbs Photo on Instagram, and you can also find me on YouTube. Um, and I'm from Montreal. Quebec. So, um, and actually now I've moved to my family farm. So I'm working on that in the summers, um, 12 hour days, seven days a week, all that fun stuff. I haven't really been shooting as much lately. Uh, I've got a lot of cameras loaded right now. Uh, I've got an OM1 actually loaded with a roll of double uh, X, a Leica 3A that I'm uh, running a test roll through of Delta 100. I've got Instax wide in my Lomo Instant Wide. Uh, I think I have a pinhole camera loaded with some Ektar 100. Uh, yeah, yeah. So too many cameras and too much film, but eventually I'll get to it all. Or maybe not yeah. enough cameras and not enough film. Oh, yeah. No, there's that too. <laughs> it's never enough. <laughs> it's never enough. <laughs> I will actually, um, I'll, I'll say, Chris, that I agree with that, that there's never enough cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Girl with too many cameras. <laughs> well said, well said. Speaking of which, uh, Ali, why don't you give us a little intro? Okay. Um, I'm Allie from Allie's Vintage Camera Alley on YouTube and on my website. Um, I have too many cameras too. Uh, <laughs> I live in Florida and um, right now I'm shooting a Leica 3F, just playing around with that. And um, I haven't been shooting as much because we just moved to a new house. So, but um, yeah, I'm like, Jess, I have film in every camera, but I'm not shooting with them right now. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> All good. I currently have a notification saying I need to submit my timesheet. Sorry, this is my work computer. Um, I currently <laughs> have. I need to do that today too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <That> reminds me. <laughs> Go on. I currently have a uh, Lupus Stylus Epic, so just like a little point and shoot that I have, and I think I, I currently has. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome camera. Yeah. Um, I think it has just like expired Kodak two hundred in it because. I have a lot of that filmed in my fridge right now, so I'm just trying to use it up as I go. Uh, I made the 
mistake or the awesome decision to let my partner's like three-year-old toddler play around with it. And she managed to take seven photos in like two seconds. So we're going to see when I develop it, (laughs) how that turns out. It might all just be pictures of like the ferry going to Toronto Island, like the floor of it (laughs) or, or something else. It'll be a, a fun little yeah, they make works of art. Maybe she'll be an asshole. We'll see. Yeah, we'll Get those see. photos out and place them on the fridge and be like, you took that. <laughs> Look how awesome that is. You did that. Well, I Start actually gave out. her my, um, I used to have like an old Instax, um, like 6S or whatever. And I gave it to her to kind of play around with. And there's like 10 Instax photos of just like sky. And then just nice. like Gotta love a couple sky. of just like ground <laughs> <laughs> and then like the one of like most of a person, but it wasn't my partner or myself. So, <laughs> so I feel yeah. like that would describe most of our 35 millimeter rolls though, wouldn't it? Like yes. uh, 20 yeah, images yeah. are just <laughs> random. Sky. You've got 10 maybe good ones. Yeah. And then one or two, yeah, who is right. that? Yeah. When did I take this? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when you develop it like three months later. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I still have backlog back to like 2017. So <laughs> oops. Wow. Nice. <laughs> I won't remember any of those. Impressive. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I shoot Polaroids. It's just it's just uh, yeah. there right away. And then like I'm just kind of like, okay, it's fine. I kind of mm-hmm. remember this until I <laughs> pick it out of a box like a like a year or two later. I'm just like, what is this? Why did I take mm-hmm. a photo of like a street? Yeah. <laughs> that's why you got to write on them I guess right yeah but. yeah I, I learned that afterwards but I still don't do it yeah. <laughs> I always forget doing that like writing stuff and I'm like oh no I forgot when I took this photo yeah I know I've seen those things where there's cool ways you like that people do that like they'll take a photo of like the roll like the box of the roll of film or whatever that they're that's in the camera so that you see it on the roll later and like your settings Smart. and stuff like that yeah oh. and I've always I always want to do that and never do it so That's genius I just wrote it on a post-it and for and photographed it that but like the box yeah, is cool something like that too yeah yeah, yeah. I'm I, one of those like nerdy people who keeps like a notebook and I write like I well now I've gotten to the point like before I used to write like every single setting especially when I was starting out with a new camera to make sure it's actually working and stuff um and, and now it's just kind of like Numbers one to five, uh, walk around the farm. Numbers six to yeah. seven, night walk around the farm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With a date when I took them. But then yeah. I'm like looking at my rolls and I'm like, okay, now I have five rolls that start the same way. Uh, which one's which mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Totally forgot to introduce myself because then I was like, don't pay attention to me. And now I'm like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Hey, the floor, Brandy. <laughs> Sweet, I'm Brandy. My pronouns are she, her. I have been referred to as a picture boy before, and that was actually pretty fun. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" Um, I shoot primarily 35 millimeter. Medium format is the love of my life, but I don't always have the patience to get it developed or develop myself. Um, I do dabble in Polaroids from time to time, though. So, yeah. <laughs> You gotta do like a little just just a yeah. little bit it's okay. I, yeah well also the people that you know exist in all of these communities are always so fascinating to me and I just thrive off of everyone else's enthusiasm so I'm just like yeah cool I'll try that yeah that looks awesome I love what you're doing let me see let, let, let me yeah. play with it so mm-hmm. you know 
Speaking of like dabbling and like people that are doing awesome photos, Jess, I just have to tell you, (laughs) your one photo of your pinhole of like the butterfly. Oh Oh my God. Thank you so much. That was like amazing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. um, That was just like running a test. Well, not a test roll at that point. I think that was rule number four um, through my new Skira. um, Because I actually write for Dora Goodman cameras. And so they gave me a Skira and a Zone, um, which I still have yet to to work more with. But uh, I was writing an article on the Skira. So I was like, okay, I got to get out there and actually work with it more. Um, I'm still somewhat new to pinhole photography. So I wanted to know more about what I was writing about. And that was, yeah, that just kind of came to me as some inspiration. My mother-in-law collects all these like butterflies that have passed on that we find around the farm. Yeah. So she's got like a terrarium that she keeps them in and stuff. Uh, So it's like, yeah, well, because, you know, we live on the farm, so we really love nature. Um, We really like to pay homage to nature as much as we can too. And so things like that we like to keep because they're so beautiful. Um, It just kind of preserves their memory. And I thought it was a nice way to like kind of take a photo of it and have that for myself too. But uh, I couldn't believe how well that pinhole camera <laughs> worked. Man, <laughs> it was <laughs> those images amazing. really surprised me. Yeah, that's something I've never really um, tried before is the pinhole camera. So it's, it's fun. very fascinating to me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun. You have to have a lot of patience, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on which pinhole camera you actually get, you have to be careful depending on the way the shutter works. So this one's not so bad because it's like a little slider thing that goes from side to side and is held in by magnets. So it stays oh. open with magnets and closes with magnets. So I'm not worried about like accidentally opening it or whatever. I have another mm-hmm. one where it's just like this little like wooden th- thing that opens and closes oh, so every time I put it in a bag yeah I'm like oh did I accidentally <laughs> open that and expose it inside my bag for like three oh, yeah. days <laughs> yeah. Yikes. yeah yeah but it's a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah. so how long have you been doing the pinhole thing for well I got my first camera at the beginning of the pandemic and I ran a roll through that and <laughs> then loaded a second one in the fall forgot to finish it. <laughs> it still has a tar 100 in it. Um, and then the Skira came out. So I was like, okay, all right, I got to actually like take this seriously. You know, I'm being paid to do this. So I'm going to do it right and ran four rolls through it. So, so far five rolls in, um, but I'm really loving it. It's I mean, five rolls in like a year. That's no small feat. Well, to me, that yeah. doesn't seem like a small feat. So, well, and it depends on how long your exposures are. Like, some because some films have just terrible reciprocity. Uh, so, you know, like I, I ran a roll of RPX twenty five through it, not realizing how bad the reciprocity actually was. And I was like setting up shots. I'm like, oh, I'm super excited about this, and I'm like, exposure time of two and a half hours. I'm like, uh, no, no, I don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> so, you know, I'm still learning, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's a really good way to just shake things up when you're stuck in a rut and not really doing anything. Just try something brand new and see what happens. That's a good point. Yeah. You get stuck in those ruts sometimes. What else do you guys have uh, in your in your cameras right now uh, that you're shooting? Anything? Do you guys have any like summer projects that's going on? Just uh, having fun out there right now? Well, right now, um, oh, this is Danielle, by the way. <laughs> Girl with too many cameras. Um, right now, I have uh, Lomo Chrome Purple loaded up in my Bronica. Um, and this Bronica, summer has yeah. been like the summer of me discovering just how 
like awesome Lomo purple is. I, I feel like there's kind of this like mindset in the film community that it's like cool to hate on Lomo purple. And <laughs> I've, I've, I've shot several roles now and I'm just like, damn, this is becoming my favorite favorite film stock I I shot it around the city just a few weeks ago and I'm like this is now the film stock I want to do like my city shots on now too it just looks so cool and do like your Lomo purple work I was gonna say those architectural photos in in the Lomo purple of yours have been really beautiful Mm -hmm. really beautiful like oh my god another reason to try and shoot architecture (laughs) yeah even oh sorry no, no, go. <laughs> I was even like scenes that I don't think I would shoot normally, like just scenes that I saw that I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't think that'll really look good on film, but I chose to shoot it on purple and I'm like wildly in love with them. And I, I feel like if I had shot them on just regular color film, they would be kind of like meh to me. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's fun um, how it's kind of expanding my horizons a bit. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. Cause I feel like Lomo Purple is always one of those films I I see other people's work and I'm like this is so cool I love it and then when I shoot it I'm always just like I I don't know I kind of wish I just shot this on a normal film because now it's just purple but like I don't know I I think it's just that I'm more critical of my own work right so I think it it's nice that you've come to a point where you're like I want to shoot more stuff on purple so that's yeah that's cool to hear I think it might just be one of those things where you have to take it out and experiment with a little bit of everything and see what speaks to you. Cause uh, like, I don't, I think I had this conversation actually with um, Danielle once about how what I shoot with one film doesn't always translate to another, but the way that she saw it, it was, it was, it spoke to her kind of. So it it just, you just find what, what works with your photography and just, you know, it's such a fun yeah. film to just play and experiment with as a whole. So. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Totally, yeah, my, totally agree. Cause like in initially when I started um, shooting Loma Chrome purple, um, I didn't really like the results. Um, maybe it was like a, a metering problem or something, but then after you know, a few rolls, yeah, it, it does uh, have that effect. It really depends. It gives you a different uh, perspective on how you want to shoot it. Normally, if it's like black and white or color, mm-hmm. now you have like a, a nice, you know, funky but cool color yeah, or photo with because of that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. totally agree. Yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic film to shoot with. Um, I, I'm really in love with your architecture shots too, Danielle. Um, like I don't shoot architecture and I'm like, Hmm, maybe I should start. <laughs> I, although it's, <laughs> I'm on a farm, so it's a little, <laughs> a little more difficult, but, um, <laughs> but actually farm buildings sometimes turn out kind of cool on purple too, but yeah, it's a fantastic film. And, you know, I agree with Brandy's point too. You just got to experiment and keep trying and do different things. And because sometimes what works for you in one moment might not work for you again in a year from now, or something that you tried back then you're like, oh, actually, I really like this film, as it turns out. You know, as we evolve and try out new things and stuff, too, it kind of helps. It helps have fun films, so I hope there's more coming from Lomography. I do like fun, funky films. (laughs) I was going to say, and it does help um, along, I think, Jess, you mentioned, you know, just kind of breaking out of, like, a photography rut or something, Mm -hmm. or it just gets the creative juices flowing. It's just even if you're not shooting anything important, sometimes those funky, you know, experimental films just kind of allow you to 
break free a little bit. You're like, well, this mm-hmm. isn't going to be anything technically great. So let's just go have fun. That's right. You're more oh, likely yeah. to shoot what you want. Yeah. That's why you say, mm-hmm. that's why, that's why I shot that one roll of psychedelic blue. It's like, ah, let's see what yeah. happens. Yeah. It's cool. funky. <laughs> Pretend that that's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. I've been loving uh, Loma Chrome's just color negative film. Instead of like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like, oh it's yeah, very saturated. So I thought it kind of went well with like the spring colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not for everybody, but I I like the saturation. I don't know. <laughs> you know the Lomo films are some of my like just the color negative. Yeah, like the four hundred and eight hundred are some of my favorite films. Yeah, sure. Lomo um one hundred color negative is just like it. It has such a special place in my heart. I just. Like every, every single frame I shoot on that just turns out like absolutely perfect. Like how I, how I think it's going to look in my mind is it mm-hmm. just, that film is flawless for me. Flawless. It's a good review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's a, that's a serious review right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish every single frame of mine came out. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I probably should. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. I'm glad. <laughs> It's I'm just glad that's like working for you. Yeah. yeah. No, that's the best feeling is when it comes out, right? Because a lot of times it's film, that's not how it goes. So Especially when some of them are so pricey. Like you yeah, want to feel like agree. you're getting your money's worth out of yeah. it. So, you know, if you like what, what's coming out of it, then shit. Yeah. <laughs> All you can ask yeah. for. <laughs> I guess I more so just feel like, you know, there's other films. I love the portraits, but they're always like every role of portrait I shoot there's always like a handful of frames where it's like, what here? <laughs> like the colors are really weird. There's like strange color shifts. And I, I, I never get that on Lomo, Lomo 100. I agree with that. Uh, I have trouble shooting portrait, but I, I found too, that my work is better in black and white. Um, so I've been pushing myself to shoot more color lately to really try to get that. Uh, cause yeah, my, my roles are flawless. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but no, it's okay. It's, it's good. Don't worry. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I try to push myself to shoot more color just because I do think my work is better in black and white, but I'm like, I need to do different things. And I find Portra, I always struggle with that film. Whereas like Ektar or Lomo color, whatever, they're always so much nicer. I think like for me, I totally agree with that pressure um, with Portra 4. It's like Mm. you would have to try to be uh, very intentional with your photos to the point that you're like overly critical with, you know, what you're going to shoot. And most of the time, like you overthink the photo instead of like just enjoying the moment, like when I do with other film stocks. So yeah, most of the photos that are some of the photos that I take with that are kind of, you know, meh. And I'm like, oh, why did I take a photo of that? Was it because I'm under pressure to take a nice photo or is it just, you know, um, something else? But yeah, uh, it's not, that's not my feeling when I try to shoot it with like, uh, shoot a scene with like other film stocks for sure. Yeah, and I would say I'm almost the opposite. I have to push myself to shoot more black and white because I, I definitely shoot more color. Um, and always, I almost like, yeah, with black and white, I find I have to be more intentional with it and um, think more about what I'm shooting. Telling you Polaroid, just shoot it and just like forget <laughs> about it. <laughs> but Polaroid, I prefer Polaroid color, actually. Actually, oh, yeah. I've been, Polaroid color, I'm... I almost always shoot with polar color. I'm trying to do more polar black and white just to kind of mm-hmm. get used to it just for like different things that you're focusing on. But yeah, no, polar color is 
kind of lovely. I just it's discovered beautiful. the round film and I'm excited to try to do try this dual chrome business. Oh, so. me too. I yes. love those films. Yeah, I've done the blue and I guess black <laughs> one before. Uh, that one's awesome, but I haven't tried the yellow one. So I'm I'm going to be ordering a couple boxes. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to do more Polaroid too. Do you guys do 600 or SX70? I only have a 600 camera, so that's what uh, <laughs> that's what I'm shooting with. I've been a little bit slower to work through my Polaroids because I get very excited about the specialty frame ones, but they're only made for the eye type and I refuse to spend money on it. It's out of principle. Um, but I, I bought some of the film and so I was told you can move over the iType film into a 600 cartridge. So I have to yes. work through my 600 film to <laughs> save the cartridges mm. so that I can then go back and reload them. So it's been slow going. Oh, that's cool though. I didn't yeah. even actually know you could do that. <laughs> cool. Cause yeah, I, I would refuse to buy an iType as well. Uh, well, I actually use like all three of them because I have a, <laughs> I, I have a back for my RB67 that takes Polaroid film. And so because it's battery powered, I can use all three of them. SX-70 is actually my favorite film of the of the three types um, because it's just so sharp and like just such lovely film. Um, I struggle a little with the, um, with the color 600, which is weird because it's the same as iType technically, I, I believe. It's just that iType doesn't have a battery. So I'm, you know, but I find I struggle just a little with that one, but I do like it. But SX-70 is like beautiful film. I'm not going to lie. I did watch your video of like how you created like the back for your Mamiya that you did for like Polaroid Week. I want to say like a year ago. I watched that like earlier this week when I was pretending to prep <laughs> for this episode. And I was like, oh my God, how did you do all these things? But like, I do remember seeing like your photo. I think it was... um I want to say it was like a time photo and you had like the star leak uh, mm -hmm. or the star streaks of like the farm. And I was like, oh, that's definitely not something you could do with a 600 camera on its own. Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those. Uh, so I had actually put out two videos and I really confused a lot of people because uh, they were writing to me and like they were like, didn't you already do this video like for uh, like Polaroid week in October and because uh, I did it again for spring Polaroid week this year um, but it's two separate backs it's just a first company that I got it from uh, they don't actually make them anymore and people were super bummed out when they heard about that and I'm like oops I'm sorry that I made all these people I wasn't expecting that video to do anything because I was like, it's Polaroid week. No one cares. No one watches those. And then it actually exploded a little. And I was like, oh, crap. Now I feel responsible for bumming people out. Uh, so I searched and found a second option that's being made in the States. And I contacted the guy and I was like, I'm going to do a video on this if you don't mind. And uh, I even wrote an article for emulsive.org. Yeah, I just I decided to actually film putting that one together and kind of broke it on the way and had to put it back you together. You made it better. It's fine. You made it better. Well, I made it. We'll just say that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so those were really fun to put together. That, that It's such a fun way to shoot Polaroids too. Yeah. Um, just all that Mamiya glass. You know, I'm such a Mamiya fangirl and that Mamiya glass is so gorgeous. And the fact that I can do star trails now, I'm like, 
I think I might do like a book, just star trails on Polaroid. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When I bought my Bronica, it came like the guy I bought it off. It came with a Polaroid back, Mm -hmm. but it's like for pack film. Yeah. So I've never shot any film in it because that's so hard to find. Yeah. Um, And Polaroid film in general is very expensive, even just for the 600 and stuff. So I don't shoot a lot of it because it's always, I always feel like it's so precious. Um, But that'd be cool. Like that's something I've always wanted to try is shooting the Polaroid with my Veronica. So I think someone might make an Instax back for the Veronica. I'm not entirely sure on that, but I think I heard rumblings about that maybe. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I, I, at least, I don't know for the ETR series, I haven't been successful. There's like some homemade, like videos of how to like tear apart a mini and like make your own Instax back. But I don't know, there was some stuff in there. Like you have to be careful to like not fuck with like some wires or you'll like (laughs) electrocute yourself. And I was like, that would, I would do that. So (laughs) I I went to a camera meetup here in Texas. I forgot to say I'm representing the South of the States, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) Anyway, um, I went to a, a photo meetup several weeks ago and somebody there had, I can't remember if it was a Bronica or a Hasselblad that I think it was a Bronica though. Cause now that I see that, that's kind of crazy. Um, that they had rigged to take the minis oh, and they oh, were cool. running around like that. And I was, um, a little bit overwhelmed that I didn't talk to them specifically about mm. it. So, but I do remember them running around with that, with the, the little that they had rigged up. And I have, I have an Instax mini. I could, could do this, but sounds like I might electrocute myself. So. <laughs> yeah. Let's not electrocute ourselves. <laughs> like just go throw that out there right now. And it feels yeah. really weird to rip apart a camera to like fuse it together with something else. Like it is the most unnatural feeling in the world. <laughs> and once you start, there's like no going back, right? Like there is no going back. Oh, and no. <laughs> once you mess up too, and you decide to use crazy glue when you shouldn't, no. <laughs> it's okay. It all turned yeah. out. <laughs> the back hurts starting to break a little bit right now, Jess. Yeah. The back, <laughs> no, the back works fine. That's not a problem. Uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, 3d printed plastic can sometimes, you know, when it's tiny, tiny pieces, sometimes they, they break off and you're like, oh, crazy glue, of course. And then you realize why you weren't supposed to crazy glue that in the first place. But it's okay. The camera works fine. As long as I don't have to take the back apart, don't care. My pictures come well, it's out. it's crazy glue, fine. so I guess you have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but in the meantime, for me, it's always going to be the SX7D just in its purest and most original form. I completely agree that the film there is top notch, Um, even if there are some inconsistencies really um, with the film, I'd say, but um, you can't really go wrong with the SX-70. And um, it's it's cool because like just a random story, I bought the my SX-70 from someone who worked in Polaroid Canada. And that was one of the when I checked the birthday of that uh, my SX-70 it was like 1971 as well like it's like an early copy that they've given to um sales uh sales personnel um in Polaroid Canada when they were about to launch that so it, it's it's special it's one of like my my prized possessions I'd say because like I, I also met like the person and had a chat about it before he gave it to me 
So just yeah. you know, just something random. I love SX70. That's it. <laughs> they are fun cameras, though. Like the original, uh, the original SX70s. They are awesome cameras. I have one of those from a family friend too, and. I just get a little bit less consistent results than with the Mamiya. Um, as long as I remember to take the dark slide out <laughs> with the yeah. Mamiya. Because <laughs> it comes out from the bottom instead of from the side. All right. Will yes, it let yes. you fire the shutter with oh, the dark slide in? Well, when you're using the Polaroid back, yes. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I have spent too much money on blank frames oh no yeah I've that too with the Veronica right like you go to shoot and you're like oh the dark slide yeah but like yeah it, it, it actually lets you yeah that, that's that. I mean I could technically retake the shot because it didn't yes. expose anything um but I usually eject a few frames and I'm like oh crap something's wrong with one of my lenses or something and I'm like oh no <laughs> no dark slide but then I can practice emulsion lift so it's just eventually I'll have too many of those to practice. Way of looking Whatever. At it. Yeah. Well, Ali, what do you uh, got on your camera now? Are you, are you doing any uh, fun summer projects? I know you just finished moving recently, but uh... working on uh, one project I've been working on for a while, just shooting around uh, my town for any places that are still left from my childhood. So um, I'm still working on that. That's going to take a while, but. Um, in my camera, I think I have, I actually don't even remember what's in there right now, which isn't good. But um, like I said, I've been shooting with Lomo color negative and trying to stay away from black and white right now while the colors are good right now in Florida with spring and everything in summer. Wow. So, so that's it, basically. <laughs> How are you all finding shooting now that things are starting to, uh, for a lack of a better word, lighten up a bit with the pandemic and all that fun stuff that's been happening over the last year and a half how are you guys finding going out and like shooting i know like brandy you said that you went to like a meetup earlier um how do you guys finding going shooting people i was gonna say i think that might be different for everyone here because i think you all like we're all in different areas of the greater north american continents um and they're all all those areas are handling everything so differently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find I'm actually shooting like less these days. I've just been, I guess I'm busier and uh, it's just harder, I guess, to find time to myself to go and do those things. Um, I guess it's more social things going on and stuff. And I don't always bring my camera out to, well, I do, but I don't always take a lot of pictures, I guess. But uh, no, it's been. Yeah, it's it's a weird slow readjustment to um, things going back to whatever normal is. Mm. Totally. Things haven't really changed for me because I'm on the farm, so I'm still isolated and secluded <laughs> in the country. Um, but um, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't really been. I think I've been shooting the least since I've picked up photography this year. Um, so that's kind of weird for me. Um, I've been just busy with the farm uh, writing for Dora and kind of trying to find some sort of balance between all of that. And photography sort of took like a bit of a backseat, but I, I have started a year long, extremely personal project. Um, 
So I, sorry to kind of give like a teaser and then pull away. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it too much, but uh, it's basically a self-portrait every day for a year. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's a, that sounds like a 365 kind of. Like sort of. Um, yeah, sort of. That's exactly. That's really cool. It's just kind of, it's sort of like a, a way to help me kind of work through uh, certain emotions, uh, work through lack of motivation. Um, I'm not usually one to like push myself through a rut. I tend to just sit in it and then wait till I'm super motivated, grab a camera and go out. And then I'm just off shooting for months. Um, so this is going to be different because this is like something that I actually have to do like every single day for an entire year. Well, I think that's a really good, that's a really good idea and motivator. Self-portraiture was something I did get more into, I think during the pandemic, because it was like, I wanted to get more into portraiture, but couldn't really, I didn't really have people to shoot. Right. And so, I mean, and it's, it's weird because it's some, some of my favorite images are like self-portraits that I've taken and it's something I do want to get more into and spend more time on and Mm -hmm. having a commitment like that, like every day is that. Uh, I think that's a really cool idea. I was just going to say that I've been seeing your self-portraits on Instagram lately, Becca, and they are like fantastic. I really like them. Um, Yeah, I because I've been looking to as many people as I can for like inspiration because I'm like how I don't do portraiture. Um, I suck with people. (laughs) I'm way better with trees (laughs) than I am with people. Um, (laughs) So self-portraiture too is like awkward because it's like me in front of the camera and I'm like yeah I was like trying to cheat and like can I photograph my shoes or you know like just like that (laughs) like self-portrait yeah Yeah. and still call it a self-portrait um and then um my fiance Jody he was like uh yeah no (laughs) that's cheating (laughs) like you can't do that and I was like okay yeah I I totally understand so (laughs) so I've been pushing my project I could do whatever I (laughs) know yeah (laughs) um but well no I mean he doesn't tell me what to do obviously (laughs) but uh you know, he's a, he's definitely a guiding more, yeah. force. Yeah. You know, he, he helps me to, op- he, he really was excited for this project just for myself to like open myself up because, um, even though I can be really chatty with people, I'm not always the most open person, uh, especially when it comes to like emotions and stuff. So I felt like this was a project where I could kind of work through different things and kind of tell a story of me in one year going through all of what I'm going through. So awesome. it's kind of beautiful. Look forward to seeing them. If you ever, you know, when are you going to make like a book or sort of thing? There stuff coming up. Yeah. <laughs> there will definitely be something. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have the guts to put out a book of self-portraits. Um, I, I, I kind of right? like, like to think that maybe someone will do that for me once I've passed yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't Fair. have to sit through it and like be like, but, oh, what was I thinking that day? What was I wearing here? <laughs> you know, someone else can look at that for me. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely going to be um, an unveiling of the project. We'll say. Cool. Look forward to it. Cause yeah. That is something for me too, right? With I, I am very awkward when someone like puts the camera up, like as like as a model. I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. Like I always want to be on the other side of it. So it's it's really interesting when you're taking the picture yourself and it becomes a totally different dynamic and it makes you much more comfortable with yourself and all of those things. So it is a it's a cool phenomenon. Yeah. I haven't quite reached that level yet. I'm still awkward in front of a camera if I'm the one oh, taking it or am. not. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, yeah, you don't see the awkward ones that I don't post those ones. <laughs> you only see the good ones. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of uh, misses as well. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And like, I'm doing the whole thing on Instax because I have uh, oh. the Lomo instant wide. And so it has like a remote, like the shutter or not the shutter, the uh, lens cap uh, actually has a remote so I can point the camera at me and yeah. And like just trip the remote, whatever I want. Um, so that's actually been a lot of fun to do. And, but there's a lot of misses so far. I've got like the box of good ones. And then I've, yeah. got, I've got the drawer of crap. <laughs> and those will not see the light of day. <laughs> drawer of emulsion lifts, practice lifts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, I'm actually driving to um, Oklahoma tomorrow morning to Ooh. take some portraits of my family that I actually I haven't seen since October. So taking a Mamiya uh, C330. Um, and I purchased some uh, Acros. Is it Acros or Acros? I, I never know how to say that. Oh, I'd always thought it was Acros, but I'm not certain. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've heard both. Yes, so okay. both. Yeah. Um, I've got the version two of that. And then I think I also grabbed some Burger 400. Oh. Um, just this might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't know, considering everyone's conversation earlier about Portra. I was never on the Portra fangirl wagon. Like it was always just I there. I find it a little overrated. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, eh, that's cool. It's the nice. The time I've liked it is when I've developed it in Caffinol, but outside of that, the color was never that, I mean, exciting. So. Yeah. They're almost a little muted. Right. And yeah. I guess some yeah. people are really into that. It's, it's uh, definitely good for certain things, but certainly yeah. it's not my taste. So, yeah. yeah. I think there's definitely uh, something to say about like choosing certain films for certain subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I guess Portra has, I guess it's just classic cars. That's whatever choose on it. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I've seen some really beautiful, like beach photos. So like, yeah. if you like that really gorgeous, like muted, like you said, muted, you know, just kind of light and airy and semi washed mm-hmm. out, like foggy. Pastel. Yeah, yeah. That looks really, really pretty for that for sure. Um, but I don't live near anything cool like that. So yeah, me neither. So yeah. <laughs> Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have Beautiful been, concrete jungle. Right. <laughs> I have been shooting color this year, but it's just all sitting in a box. Like everything I've developed has been black and white, unless I am very lucky to live next to a place or not next to, but in the same area as a place who offers monthly film deals. So you get a discount on their film of the month and then they work with a local lab to give you a discount on developing and scanning. So those have been, if whenever there's color there, those have been the only time I've shot color and then had it developed and scanned. Otherwise all the color I've shot is still just in a box somewhere or not somewhere it's in my closet <laughs> like undeveloped yes of yes <laughs> you just drop off my rolls to like so go ahead <laughs> I, I definitely have a couple of rolls sitting at home that I've been meaning to develop for a while but usually they don't they don't sit around that long but yeah it's been a really interesting thing to like shoot the black and white and then develop it and see that and scan it but then shoot the color and not see that because I can feel myself shooting different ways. Or when I try to shoot the color, the way that I shoot the black and white 
it doesn't always, to me, it doesn't always translate the same, the oh, ones sure. that I have developed and scanned. Um, so I'll, I'll be very um, interested to see those roles when I finally get around to developing them. So, yeah. It's always exciting I, too, I to have boxes. a bunch of film. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Go. I have boxes in my fridge that are labeled like <laughs> Jess undeveloped <laughs> Jody undeveloped uh Jess unexposed <laughs> and th- those those are bigger <laughs> the boxes yeah. with the unexposed film I have too much film <laughs> you can never have too much film I've been buying a lot of film lately <laughs> um, yeah yeah <laughs> I can't Something wait to shoot it all that's all <laughs> yeah that's where you get all the like weird like one-offs I used to get like uh the film photography project they used to have like their own like rolled real like film so I have like two or three rolls of like Ollie which I think is just like some other re-rolled like black and white and I was like eh, sure why not I'll go for it <laughs> but I haven't shot black and white in like a while but that's most because I got really lazy yeah. when it came to developing so I have the stuff to develop but I just haven't developed in probably like like three-ish years so yeah I've only to be honest I've only ever developed my own film like once and I have all the stuff that I've done it and then I just haven't done it again <laughs> because it's after I realized I was like oh like mixing all the chemicals and all like I, if I had like a space to do it and I didn't have to just do it like in the tank and with the dark bag and stuff I think it would be I would be much more motivated to do it but um and I will do it again. I have like, that's the thing. I shoot black and white just so I will develop myself. And then those roles sit around and never get developed. So I will, I will get around to it again, but it's not something I've done a lot of personally. Um, I do like my local lab, downtown camera, do a great job. So I do tend to drop off a lot of film and just be like, yeah, I'll just try that now. So yeah, yeah. yeah for me, I'm more of a Kodak. Uh, I'm on a Kodak uh, gold, um, always like I haven't been shooting a lot of like uh, specialty film it's just more of Kodak Gold or um, because usually there's this um, Canadian um, pharmacy slash store shoppers wherein they also um, sell film like the Fuji Film Extra 400 and they recently had that on sale my store yeah it was on sale Um, (laughs) it was um it was weird because like the it's 40 Canadian dollars plus tax and then they sold it for some reason. It's still fresh film for five dollars. The, the three packs? Or? Three the three pack, yeah, with three Whoa. rolls. Because like, whenever it's always that's the thing. And I've bought it at Choppers before when I just like needed film and I was like on my way somewhere and I was like, oh, I guess I'll pay forty dollars for this three pack. Oh, I got film. it for five dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, like, what? Oh that's goodness. crazy. Yeah. Uh, which shoppers is this? I was going to say, like, Marielle, we live kind of close to you, so, like. <laughs> it's, um, I went somewhere, it was just a chance visit, too. Um, it's at the east end of Toronto, um, Scarborough, Chris okay. and uh, Becca. So it's one of those stores, and apparently it's not, like, a store or French. Uh, it's only based on a store basis, so if they want to just dispose of the inventory, then they just, you know, knock a lot of like money but normally i see them at 20 dollars 20 canadian dollars and that's that's even better than the 40 that they usually the usually sell for 40 so yeah it's been like more of a calm just shooting every day just trying to document life and then um i find that you know my sisters i got them into shooting film as well 
So, but it's just more of like the point and shoots, but um, it's more of me trying to teach people, um, especially like uh, young women, um, how to shoot film, common misconceptions, like why don't my photos have light leaks or dust? Oh yeah. So, yeah. I get those questions. You're doing lot. great work out there, Mario. <laughs> I'm like, do a lot of good oh, stuff. I'm like, oh, this is the reason why. Like, um, and I always have to explain it to them. So there's like a lot of people who want to delve into film photography. Um, my sisters, I don't know, like they just have been inviting me, like, oh, can you can you do like a random Zoom meeting with some of my friends and teach them how to load like film cameras like film and I'm like okay fine I'll, I'll I'll definitely do it so it's more of like I haven't been shooting lately but I've been teaching people to basically shoot awesome. yeah I think that's like amazing in itself I mean like yeah. like uh one of the reasons why I was kind of excited to do this episode besides talking to you lovely people and individuals was that I kind of want to talk about female film photographers because I know that uh Danielle you started women with film Wednesdays back in, I want to say November, December of like last year. And I find that when you post that, I don't know, we talked about this, like when you came on the CCR episode, like back then as well, that when you posted that and when you kind of did that, like little like call out, shout out that it really like kind of opened my eyes. So like, yeah, I do follow a lot of like male photographers and it really just kind of opened my eyes. Okay. Well, like what else is kind of like out there, like, and trying to look for that representation. And I'm pretty sure with the exception of maybe Marielle, who I was following beforehand, I think I met all of you or I started following all of you through Danielle's like Women of Film Wednesdays. So same. same. So like, I don't know what what are your guys' uh, thoughts on like kind of like how things are going? I mean, like Danielle, from like when you first started doing this in December, I know you've started um the film sorority and there's just been like so much more like things out there so many more like accounts that I'm following now do you find that there's like a lot of impact that you're seeing or do you find there's like a lot of like like buzz like how's it going for you um well uh I have mixed feelings on that I, I think there's some really great things that are happening since that really big moment that we had back in um, December you know um I am so proud of my women with film Wednesday series and um shining a spotlight on that I would love to see more people partaking in women with film Wednesdays. I'd love to see that be like just a thing that everybody just does on Wednesdays that they post about a female photographer that they really admire. And uh, one of the biggest things that makes my like heart so happy is seeing all of the female focused feature groups that have come out since then, you know, as you mentioned, Chris, we, me and, uh, Chris B and Onomi started the film sorority, but since then we've also gotten grain girls and we've gotten bitches with cameras. And I, it just makes me happy to see that there's, that we're, this moment has inspired more people to want to open up more spaces for women. Um, I do think though, there's a lot of room still to be made in terms of just like the regular feature accounts. And there's just some like really gross feature accounts out there under the guise of like, film photography and this is this is art like I I posted about one the other day I think it was called like 35 millimeter art and it's literally all photos of like half naked women (laughs) it's just like yeah I would I would love to see things like that changing like that 
that that yeah. uh, women are not continued to be objectified in the in the film world like they are and that that female photographers can be re- recognized for their work beyond just them taking off their clothes and photos <laughs> like our work is is bigger than that and I kind of feel like that's the next frontier that I'm kind of fighting for right now I've really appreciated not just the film sorority, but also um, bitches with cameras and the grand girls. And there was a, another account that's been around for a little while, Chingonas Con Cameras, um, the inclusivity and the diversity that um, a lot of these accounts have been doing. It's, it's really, really great that it's, it's not just women. It's like all kinds of like female presenting or, you know, like any, like just pretty much anybody and everybody. Um, it's been great to see that. Cause I, I know that I personally, like, um, Chrissy has said, I, I don't, I didn't realize the blinders that I had personally or that I just wasn't, my antenna wasn't perked up. Yeah. So it's been great. Really. Yeah. I was going to mention that, um, I do, while I also talk to, uh, you know, most of the people that I've been talking to are more of, uh, young teenage, you know, women who want to start shooting film. And, uh, one of the questions that they always ask is, is photography, you know, male dominated because of like the amount of males that, um, on Instagram. And I say, no, no, females can definitely, you know, shoot film and, um, I always like I tell them that, oh, these are one of the female photographers or a couple of female photographers that I follow. And it's for everybody. And they're like, oh, I'm less intimidated now because like mm-hmm. there there's like this initiative to voice out or, you know, make a change in the photography um, environment. So it's yeah. been it's been really cool. So that conversation usually happens offline. And I always tell them, no, no, shoot film. There's nothing there's nothing. It's not take photos it's not a male dominated like field it's for everyone we want to be as inclusive as possible you know so it's cool that's exactly why the representation matters right oh for sure right and then more people get and as someone who runs like a feature account too right it's something that i had to be more cognizant of like because yeah i feel like for you have the blinders on you know you're just like reposting good photos and then you're like hold on a second like there needs to be um you need to be like there needs to be an actual effort put into like finding diversity and uh sharing from different groups and and it, and it's it's work you have to put in but i think it's worth it so mm-hmm. yeah totally I'm having a it's- conversation with uh my 11 year old niece uh, I actually bought her her first camera for her birthday last year. Uh, just a little Instax mini thing, but I was like, no, no I'm going to get you a camera. Let's, let's mm-hmm. do this. And she's into photography. Um, and she, she, uh, she always like, she's thrilled. She sees my Instagram page. Like when I, cause her parents won't let her play with phones obviously and stuff, but I'll show her like little sneak peeks and stuff. And she's like, Oh wow. Wow. But we were sitting around a campfire, uh, not too long ago. And she was saying to me at 11 years old, she was saying like all these things she wants to do. So she wants to be like a dancer and an astronaut and a teacher and a doctor. And I was like, you know, you can actually do all of those things in whatever way you want to, whether it's a job or just a passion or whatever, you can do all of those things. And then she said, but what I want to do most of all is I want to be an activist for women's rights. And I was just floored. I was like, oh my God, you're 11. 
<laughs> like I wasn't even thinking of that when I was 11 years old. I didn't, you know, at 11, I didn't know that there was a problem, honestly, you know, like I, I, I was very sheltered as a child. Well, I don't know if I was sheltered, but I guess just from that, or maybe it just wasn't something that we talked about back in the nineties quite as much. Um, but the fact that she said that to me, I was like, there is room here. Like there's lots of places where we can actually make strides. I don't know how <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that, you know, figure out that part of the equation, but I'm like, okay, if the future is already starting to think of this, like we're going to see some changes here. Yeah. And, um, my YouTube channel, actually, I remember, uh, someone, a guy told me to start it and, um, I thought, well, there's no got no women out there doing this, so I would be all by myself. And then I searched and I found Jess actually, and that's what encouraged me to make it. So really, if you just are out there re representing, like I think Danielle said, if there's representation, it'll encourage other women to do it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that too. Um, you know, like because I hear it all the time. I'm a moderator in film photography chat group on Facebook as well. And I hear it all the time from like the guys saying, oh, just go out there and create great work and we'll notice you and we'll talk about you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm sorry, but bull. <laughs> like I'm oh, just calling yeah. bull on you. Bullshit. Because, because it's like, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm like the greatest photographer in the world or anything. <clears throat> Obviously not. There are so many greats who have come before me. There are so many greats who are going to come after me. I'm just a person trying to express myself creatively. But you know, I do think I produce some quality work and, you know, and I'm not even calling like out like my own recognition or lack of or anything like that, but I'm just saying like, it's not true. It doesn't matter how hard we try right now, right in this moment, how hard we try isn't what's going to get us recognition. I don't know what it is. Do I have to go on YouTube like half naked and do a video? So, <laughs> Will that get my recognition? But that's not how I want to be, <laughs> how I want to be known. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, like it's, it is representation. It is creating great work, but there's, there's a, there's still a missing link. It's so funny to me that you said that somebody said that in the film Facebook chat group, where mm -hmm. that was the exact same statement that I think it was, uh, I think it was the president of like the Grammys or something said that same thing when not enough women were nominated a couple years back for any music awards. It's the same thing across all industries. Mm -hmm. They're like create quality work. And you're like, we've been here. We are all, like, all, we've, we've been always here. Been here. Time. Maybe yeah. if you put forth, a, put forth a little more effort, you would notice yeah. that. It's your unconscious bias. Duh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like the whole reason of why we're that's the crux of this argument to me is like that is the point we are making great work and we're not being recognized so that whole argument you're making of like make great work and we'll notice you is completely like null and void yeah. like what i'm saying is we are doing that and we are not getting our recognition and that is what the problem is <laughs> and that's why we need to overcome our biases in, in what we yeah. feature and what we pay attention to. Like I'm, I'm thrilled every time someone tells me, you know, I did this because of your channel or because of your, 
your work. Like, Ali, that means a lot to me that you started your own YouTube channel because I decided to start mine. Like, that's that's the biggest compliment I could ever get. Like, you know, um, and Danielle, you've also told me that, like, my fall series last year that I did really inspired you. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually, like, doing something. Like, I'm actually inspiring people, which is what I wanted to do to begin with. And so, yes, it does start there. But you know, our names need to be set in rooms, our videos need to be shared, our photos need to be shared. And we need to, you know, and, but I I do really enjoy the interaction I get with other women, because I think that we're actually working to build each other up, empower each other. Mm -hmm. And through Mm -hmm. that, you know, we'll, it's strength in numbers. And through that, you know, we'll be heard, we'll be seen. I hope (laughs) maybe I'm still on my idealist uh, soapbox here, but (laughs) no. And I think it's so great that like, and to have those role models too, like you are with your niece. Like, I don't think I had anyone say that to me when I was younger. It was like, Hey, did you know you could do anything you want? Like, no, I had a lot of people telling me that all the things I couldn't do. Right. So, and it, Mm -hmm. and I think it has such a big effect on, uh, especially when you're young to hear that sort of stuff. So yeah, just being that role model. So being that role model mm-hmm. and being able to like have somebody to yeah like that role model someone to look up to so Marielle yeah. to your point of what you said earlier that you said that like your sister's friends are like asking you like how to load film and like can female like is it like male dominated and you're like kind of like helping break down that barrier and be like yeah you can shoot film it's it's film join it's it like, and it'll be more female dominated <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's actually very cool because like even um right now because film uh photography is you know uh, reaching other age groups, so people younger than me. So bear in mind, like my sisters are, you know, set twenty or and seventeen respectively, and they've been wanting to rediscover film. But one of the uh, barriers that they have is, you know, I'm having trouble looking for like a decent film camera because I'm scared of talking to guys online and ask about like, oh, uh, I don't want to be mansplained by um you know what type of if I ask questions genuine questions like how do you load the film camera what batteries do you use what film should I use and so um that's why like uh when when I opened like my my Instagram shop with um uh called analog and co uh with my my buddy the main intention for that is to uh you know help these uh, this demographic reach people who can make it like a safe space to ask these questions because like even if I've sold like a ton of cameras already they would always come back and say hey like why is my photo so grainy and muddy or Mm. how do I how do I achieve this effect or how do I upgrade myself from using like a disposable or a film uh, or a a point-and-shoot camera Uh, I've always been so afraid to ask these Facebook groups or Reddit accounts. It's because like, I feel that I'm going to be dumbed down. So, you know, we're, we're doing strides with women. Like we're, yeah, we're really doing such a great job, like making it so a bit more welcoming for everyone. um, Especially these, uh, you know, young women who want to shoot film and, you know, like I, I, the cameras, I, uh it's just one thing but like to be able to help them or teach them make it a teachable moment for them to to shoot film and you know continue that craft is is amazing there's a there's like a ton of room still so yeah I'm so I'm just so excited on what the future holds really yeah that's such a big thing 
to have someone to go and ask and be comfortable asking those things. Cause oh, like, yeah. I feel like we've, we've all been there when we started shooting film. Right. It was like, and even going into this like podcast or whatever, I was like, um, like you feel nervous. You're like, I'm not that knowledgeable. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Oh, yes, okay. And then it's like, well, these are all women. Then I feel like it'll be casual and comfortable and it'll be great. And then I'm not as worried. So um, yeah. So that I think what you're doing there with like having that space for like, yeah, if you have buy a camera from someone and you don't feel comfortable going back and asking like what's wrong with it or like you feel dumb. Like that's, I think that's huge. Yeah. It's like um, even like uh, my first sale was May of 2021. And even before I opened the shop and I downsized the collection, I have people from like five months in, six months in that they would always like ask me like, oh, hi, it's the girl who purchased your camera six months ago can I still talk to you about it I'm like oh yeah for sure like it's it's always like a space like and I you know it's it's so cool that uh, we you know I asked I also tell them oh there are other women also that you would like to if you want to ask them about it like I would always recommend like a a list Um, and I always tell them that you can always ask these women as well because they're also very knowledgeable on their craft. And there's like YouTube channels. Like I just, I always recommend, and Ali, I recommend your YouTube channels to people who want to start uh, shooting film. Um, I recommend Danielle's page um, to with the hashtags to see like what other women photographers out there that you can follow in. Becca, you know, um, the Northern Film Collective is for Canadians and also you know, people of color and they're like, wow, I can't believe that this thing exists more than like, you know, those people who post like half naked photos. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. Like that's, that's, that's so cool. Yeah. That makes me think that there's actually a larger problem than just guys taking notice or lifting other women up is Instagram or social media as a whole, the algorithms don't favor. Oh, for sure female shooters as much either so it's not even just them yeah I I even find say like when I post a self-portrait it gets a lot more interaction than my other photos do (laughs) and it's because a picture of a woman right and like sometimes I am like having but um yeah so I think for sure the algorithm favors that stuff um there's no doubt Yeah, that is something I've noticed as well. Even though I just shoot Polaroids, if I have a Polaroid of like a certain thing, I notice that that will get like way more like interaction than just like one of my other shots. So I'll take like one shot. I was like, oh, I really am proud of this shot. I'm really glad at how it turned out. And I'll have like five or 10 like interactions, but then I'll take a photo of something else is like, like half naked person. And then all of a sudden it gets like 50 likes. I'm just like, but like, that's not even whatever. (laughs) <laughs> when I posted my st- in my story the other day about this feature page that just was all like half naked mm-hmm. selfies of women, I I had a number of women who like messaged me and they're like, yeah, this is not like I like I've posted like these women said like I've post you know self portraits of myself and sometimes I am in various states of undress and those photos always get way more engagement than my other photos and it just makes me feel like you know social media only cares about me being undressed and it doesn't care about my other photos that are Mm. like equally as good and it's like it is so frustrating I think a lot of it is sexism but I think it is the algorithms too you know Mm -hmm. it's weird because like I don't post anything that I mean 
I don't yeah. photograph cars or basketball hoops or like girls <laughs> or gas stations, you know, gas, stations. Like gas stations at night. And I'm so guilty like, of that, by the way. I do have oh, I do those all. photos, but they're not on Cinestill. So I thought, well, I guess I can't post it then. <laughs> anyway, it, so I'm not usually on there to check who's liked my stuff but I'll go through the feeds and it's only when I start following, I fall down like those hashtag rabbit holes that I'm able to find the good stuff and not what Instagram thinks I want to see. So like if I just went scrolling through my feed, that's all it would be, would be like cars. And granted, I, I mean, I, I follow at least now, thanks to Danielle and, um, I want to say last uh, June when, um, or the end of May to be more specific uh, during the George Floyd um, protests and the BLM stuff. And I started to make more of an effort with that as well. Um, The diversity of the photographers that I became aware of has grown and widened, but I still have to go looking for those because all Instagram wants to show me are the photographers or, you know, the people with like two or three or 5k followers or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, show me the good meaty stuff. Mm-hmm. So you like, mm-hmm. it really does take a lot of effort on anyone's part to, to find that. Yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It can be like almost tiring because you get discouraged by it. Right. Like I, I haven't been as active on Instagram lately because it, yeah, I can get discouraging on there. And then I suddenly I'm losing followers and stuff when I'm not posting enough and like not posting myself enough. And it's like, why am I here? But yeah, there's definitely a love hate relationship with that whole platform, but um, I have a lot to thank for it for as well. Mm-hmm. I actually have to get going. I'm sorry, but uh, I wish I could keep chatting with you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'll just go and let you guys continue. <laughs> so Thanks nice for joining us, Becca. Hi, Becca. <laughs> Thank you. All right, take care. Like, lovely meeting you all. Excuse me, you too. Yeah, I don't know. I find that the Instagram like rabbit hole or the hashtag rabbit hole is like definitely something that's out there. But uh, like it, <laughs> the problem with me is that most of my Instagram like searches is ends up being like desserts and cat videos so like i feel like i'm not really like the best person for this if it sucks you in with the cat videos instagram has done its job <laughs> every now and then like- too i'll go in my search section and it changes and it'll show me like what it thinks i want to see so you know for some reason like either scantily clad women or uh food um and then i'm like no where are my cat videos (laughs) they used to be here so i just scroll through i find like a cat page and i'm just like liking everything so that in my search function it all comes back in and i'm like yay i'm happy with my cats again sorry i like cats (laughs) it's okay (laughs) oh but no but like i i that like my point is like like Instagram's like you're right Instagram's algorithms are kind of like strange sometimes because like the things that you want to see or the things that you want to be more focused on it doesn't always like hone in on it it'll just kind of take you to like well this is what we think you want to see you're you're liking photos of portraits so we're going to send you mm-hmm. to these portraits that are from like pretty popular people and then mm-hmm. yeah you go into other rabbit holes and, yeah. and all that stuff but uh speaking of <laughs> uh people and like following uh, on Instagram or on YouTube, who is it that you think that is someone that is like not super well known or someone that's like underrepresented that you like would recommend to to follow? 
on Instagram, YouTube, someone that you're like, oh, this is a person that's like pretty awesome and they don't get enough recognition. If you could like think of somebody, uh, who would you say is like a good example? Hi, I have two people. Um, so I have two portrait photographers that I just like, to me, they're like the queens of portraiture and I, I love everything that they do. Um, the first is FB Visuals. Her name is Jessica and oh, her, like her stuff is literally heavenly. Like her, her portrait work is off the charts and every single time she posts something, it's just like my mind is blown. Um, and the other portrait artist I really, really love, um, Co the Photographer, um, her, yes. her name is Courtney and I just, both of them, their work is just so exquisite. Like it should be in museums. And I, I wish, I mean, every single feature page should be featuring their work. I mean, their portraits are breathtaking and yeah, I never see them getting featured at all. Well, I think like as far as YouTube goes, um, you could pretty much pick any female channel. <laughs> um, um, they're all relatively underrepresented as far as quality that I've seen, like there are some really amazing videos out there. So basically just pick a channel and go with it and keep going down the YouTube rabbit hole. Um, for Instagram, I know she's maybe a little bit more known because she's part of the Neg Paws team. Um, but I absolutely, absolutely adore Roxana's work. Um, she goes by Roxanalog on Instagram and she's been doing some amazing stuff with um, like floating flowers in water and stuff and her Lomo purple work. It That's what inspires me to shoot Lomochrome purple. Um, whenever I'm down in the dumps and I need some inspiration, her page is the one I go to. Um, I actually, I have a couple, like I, like I said, there was a, a I don't want to say it was mainly a feature account, but it was kind of like a community that existed a little bit before um, the women with film Wednesdays, uh, like grew. Um, and that was, uh, Chingona's con cameras. Uh, and then, uh, there were a couple of, uh, female photographers that I've been following recently. One that I met actually for the first time a few weeks ago, um, Rebecca Ballast, um, and that's Rebecca with a K, um, She's a Fort Worth photographer who's new to new ish to film. I want to say she started in March and I, her stuff is just, she's growing and growing with everything that I've seen um, her post. Uh, and then there was another photographer. I think it's Rose with film. She's another um, photographer that I started to, to really watch out for. Um, I just love people with like a different eye than I'm shooting with. So like, yes, inspire me with your, photography. I want to feel your enthusiasm. And so it doesn't have to be anything in particular, um, flowers or architecture or people. Like if your enthusiasm for what you're doing jumps off of the screen, that's what excites me. And so those, those two ladies especially have been, they've just been really exciting to, to watch. Um, I have to, um, for YouTube, I don't know if you guys know Adams. I interviewed her on my website and she's just an awesome photographer. And um, on Instagram, Jessica Lee, her her uh, handle is Jessica Aperture. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that right. But she's so sweet. And she's always sharing everybody else's work. And she takes really awesome landscapes. And I don't know. I just love her. She's really sweet. So <laughs> She is fantastic. Yeah, she's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, I there's there's two that I've been watching on uh, one is uh 
Joanne uh, Michelle. Uh, I've mm-hmm. discovered her through uh, Ben Fetter now, like into the uh, uh, into the Polaroid, and uh, she also has a YouTube channel. And it, also, is it Joanne or Joan? Joan or Joanne? I'm not sure. Joan. 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 Right. Joan. Joan. Okay, Joan yeah. yeah. Joan Michelle. Yeah. I love she is her. Awesome. Stuff. <laughs> I love her stuff. Like even like her intrepid um, video where she you know talks about like large format photography it's it's amazing her and um my good friend may may she uh, on instagram uh she she has been doing like a uh, point of view uh, videos wherein she shoots with a kodak pony with different film stocks so it's been you know pretty cool um that i see her grow and you know create like, a lot of stuff like she Shot four videos of Lomochrome Purple and rated it at different speeds, so 100 to 400, and the results are cool. So, yeah. I always wanted to make sure that if I was ever to do an episode, that I'd be able to have a little sneak in of, like, who should people follow because, you know, representation and all that fun jazz. Um, People that I generally tend to like on Instagram, uh, the one person whose handle I can't remember, I just know her name is Alex. Uh, she does a great series. Um, I want to say Alex, like I can't pronounce her last name, but it starts with a J. Uh, but she did this entire series where she w- oh. went to um, Vietnam, and it was just absolutely beautiful. She does these wonderful, like photo, like I'm trying to think what the right word is, like projects. So she did an entire series of just like pictures of people's hands, and it was and like connecting them with um, with like I think like three words or three small phrases, and I find that. It's something that seems so simple in concept, but it was just so beautifully executed that it just like, it really grabbed at like all of my emotions that I didn't know that I had in my like little black heart. So, <laughs> but like, she is like one of them for sure is one I, I tend to like, like a lot. And the other one is, I'm going to like do a shout out for Taylor uh, T Spurs and like, I think mm-hmm. she's also in Austin. Yeah, she, um, I got to meet her a few months ago. She's really amazing. And she just seems like absolutely lovely and wonderful. And I just love her photos. Her photos are always just like very like colorful and they just like, they always pop. And it's just like a wonderful little moment of like little bursts of like happiness that I find, or just a little burst of just like city life, which is just beautiful to me. So those are the two that I generally tend to gravitate more towards recently. Um, But yeah, no, for sure. Looking at new things to look at and like all that stuff. Yeah. You met, you no, no, I was going to say, I think the first photographer that you mentioned was Alex, J- is it JAR? It's J-A-H-R I think so, yeah. dot A-G. I think yeah, that's I, who. I, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I, I didn't want to brutalize the names. So. I, I probably said it wrong too, but um, I, I did want to say it. it's very like both Taylor and Danielle, actually, I'm always in awe of, and I have told Taylor specifically that I love the way that each of you um, photographs, I I don't want to say your city, but your surroundings, because there's such an affection for the areas that you're photographing. And it comes across like that. And it's just really, it it just makes it a very pleasing thing to see. I just want to say thank you, Brandy. That's very (laughs) sweet. And I, I also similarly have such a love for Taylor. I mean, she is like the the sweetest, most kind-hearted person, I think, on mm-hmm. Instagram. And I mean, since the moment I saw her photos, they, there's just, there's, she's got the special sauce, you know, there's like, mm-hmm. a, there's an extra bit of magic to her photos. Everything just has like that perfect amount of pop, color, 
contrast. It's, it's um, she just nails it every time. And um, I, I definitely think she, she, she um, deserves more credit than she, she gets. hundred percent. Absolutely. hundred percent. Love her. <laughs> um, I think we're kind of like winding down right now, but like, uh, just before I, you start closing out. Is there anything that you guys want to talk about? Anything, any projects or shout you want to do a shout out for? Anything you guys want to talk about? I think I already said that. Uh, I I do just want to give um I just want to give a shout out to everybody who is on this roundtable discussion here. I every single um person on this chat is somebody that has immensely inspired me in my life. I mean, when I first started shooting film, Allie's YouTube channel is one of the very first YouTube channels I, I found and, and discovering another woman who loved old cameras as much as I did and, and wanted to tinker with them. I mean, it was, it was what made me feel like this is this like other, there's other people like me in this world, in this world and, and like discovering Jess's channel and like her, your videos always make me want to pick up my camera and get out shooting when I see you walking around with your camera and, Brandy, your black and white photos, like they're, they're so stunningly dramatic. You can take like the most simple and beautiful things in life and turn them into just the most like dramatic pieces of work. And Marielle, like you, everything you post is so unique and beautiful. Like you're, you're such a well-rounded photographer. You can shoot architecture, you can shoot portraits, you can shoot instant, you can shoot black and white. There's nothing you can't do. And like, I just want to say that like everybody on this chat has, has, played an instrumental role in like helping my photo journey. And I, 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 I love you all. <laughs> but how is anybody going to follow that up? I agree with you, Danielle, though, all, if it wasn't for all of you women, um, I don't know if I would keep doing what I'm doing um, because you all give me so much inspiration. And sometimes like you have no idea when you message me and you're like, oh, I really love that video or, oh, I really love that photo. Sometimes I'm in like the worst mood and I get that. And I'm just like, my heart flutters and feels full again. And I'm like, okay, I like you give me purpose. So thank you. I would just like to say, I have appreciated, even though I haven't spoken to everyone here, the ones that I have spoken to and now all of my new friends, um, I hope will be the same, but everyone has always just been so open and willing to share and help and um, just in any way, shape or form, if I've uh, messaged with a question or I'm overly enthusiastic about something or I'm upset about something, everybody's just, just always been there in the most supportive and encouraging way. And it's it's been wonderful. I mean, thank you. Thank you very much, everyone, um, for, thank God for your work, really. <laughs> thank you. And it really continues to inspire me to, you know, uh, shoot more. Um, I have been in a rut lately, but like seeing your photos or and being like a spectator, just a lurker on the Instagrams, um, it's been it's been great. And thanks so much, uh, Chris for and CCR team for, you know, scheduling this and bringing us together and talk about like photography and stuff so it's been thank you guys for for deciding to join me on my little (laughs) round table episode this has been a truly amazing way to spend a friday night yes thank you for having me on i'm honored to be with all of you guys (laughs) (laughs) i'm very hard on myself so to be included was meant a lot to me so (laughs) (laughs) and on that note i'm gonna say 
uh, I guess that was the time to say like the goodbyes. So I'm going to say thanks again for joining us. Um, I'll see you guys later. Uh, take care, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Oh, oh <laughs> <please>. <laughs>